BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pete's on vacation, but we're still doing the cold open thing. Still got the intro clip lined up here in one second, and the thumbnails as good as ever. It's ship chasing. Let's go. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> this is what? This is what? I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you me? You can't handle the heat. Pete, it looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> What's up, guys? That's what we're doing tonight. Thank you, ShitFit. Really appreciate the thumbnail. Great thumbnail. Yeah, I just saw it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Three floating heads. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about this uh, Baker Mayfield to uh, to the Panthers as we've got Davis Maddock joining us here for for a rare nighttime ship chasing. That's that's always fun. Nice to see you, yeah. Davis. Yeah, you know, my uh my my partner's out of town for the week. I've been I, I went and got four steaks on Monday. It's Wednesday. I just had steak number three for dinner. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just me and the dogs. We're just hanging out, playing a ton of golf. It's so and I was like, Hey, you got a Wednesday night free? Let's do it. Let's do a little ship chasing. And it worked out because Pete's on vacation. Yeah, I was wondering what the impetus was. Okay, so the partner's out of town, so uh so you got the free night. I love it. We love to see it. And I just, I, I had a, I had a feeling in the water that Baker Mayfield, that I, you know, I, I felt the tremors. <laughs> so you said before the show, you had, you had a hot take. You didn't necessarily want to put it in a tweet because you, you know, then it can get dug up, but it's a you, great you spot for it. What's, you don't what want is this that. take? We want this take. We got to start. So, start so, so just a couple players who Baker Mayfield has a better career YPA than Josh Allen, Andrew Luck. Uh, just a couple of just a couple of those guys. Better better YPA than uh, I, I believe. Shit, I had there was a there was a third one that that really makes you scratch your head, uh, but I I lost it. Um, and the and the before Baker Mayfield was listed on the injury report last year with that shoulder injury, the Browns were averaging thirty three and a half points per game on offense before Baker Mayfield uh, suffered. Wasn't that over like two games though? It was five games. It was five okay, games. Okay. It was five five games in the thirties before he suffered the shoulder injury. And and to be completely honest, how much of Baker Mayfield sucks and his trash is colored by how good Odell looked with the Rams? I mean, just if you had to guess, what percentage of that is colored by how good Odell was with the Rams? 
I think it's not just Odell good with the Rams, but like Odell's dad making cutups of Baker the, 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 the YouTube demanding video. his way out, like taking a pay cut to leave and then being quite good. Like it's sort of the combination of those factors. But I mean, I that was a great video. Been. That was a great hit video. It's a good video. There was some real bad throws in that. <laughs> like you, you, you made a pretty good point with that video. That was some good editing. He was hurt. Baker was hurt, dude. <laughs> and also, and also, like, you, like there can be good and bad stylistic fits, right? Like some some quarterbacks and pass catchers are really good fits and have really good chemistry. I mean, we do the don't we do this with Rodgers all the time? We're like, oh, he'll never throw to that guy because he's not going to like him. Like maybe they just maybe they just never got on the same page. Like that's a real thing. I'm a Baker apologist, so like a lot of these takes are probably pretty bad. Like I I am fully acknowledging my bias, but. Baker Mayfield is going to be the best quarterback DJ Moore has ever played with because by the time DJ Moore was playing with Cam Newton, he was already on like injury number 19. Like Cam was already toast by the time DJ Moore got to town. To your point on the stylistic fit, I know, I I think it was uh, Steven Ruiz who wrote about it right after Beckham got cut, right? He got released ultimately. Um, uh, I think probably for the ringer or something, but I, I remember it was a really good article. In, U- USA USA here. Today, right? USA isn't that, isn't yeah. that where Stephen Marie's works? Yeah, let's get that right. My bad. Um, but it was wh- whatever the article was was um, looking into like you know different depths and and Baker not being good. I believe it was in the deep intermediate range. You know, not necessarily a bad pure deep thrower. Like you're talking like. Well, you'd expect a five foot ten quarterback to struggle in that range, wouldn't you? Because that's right. literally the area of the field he can't see. <laughs> and that's also <laughs> where Beckham has done a lot of damage over his career. So it was pretty interesting, uh, you know, to to see that. And and I think you know, you talk about DJ Moore. You're not talking about a guy who runs a lot of like eighteen yard in routes. So um, yeah, Jar- Jarvis Landry absolutely ate. With Baker Mayfield, and what is DJ Moore at this stage in his career, if not a super souped-up version of Jarvis Landry? Lo- I love DJ Moore, but to this point of his career, that is what he has performed like: is a really souped-up version of Jarvis Landry. That's fine. That seems a little unfair to me. But maybe why is that unfair? Jarvis sure. Landry's good. Jar- <laughs> this Jarvis is why. Landry's- this Jarvis is Landry's- why Five Four was accusing you. Yeah, you have been hyping Jarvis Landry. What constantly. since what? Like you. <laughs> You guys think Jarvis Landry's bad? This dude's targets per out runner are like ridiculous. Well, I, I, I do. I think he's fine. I'm not going to imagine him like you are. I do. I do think Jarvis Landry is bad, but but the reason why I think he's bad is because I don't think he's particularly dynamic after he receives sure. the ball. But DJ Moore is super dynamic after right, he receives okay. the ball. That's like his thing. So that's what I'm saying. But so all I'm saying about Jarvis Landry is yes, he's not a good at like not a good athlete, not dynamic after the ball. This is not the other thing. But what he does, he's good at it. And then if you're going to say DJ Moore's a souped-up version of him, he's elite at earning targets. And what you're saying in the souped-up version is what you just said. That's how I was interpreting it. That DJ Moore actually can do things after the catch with the ball. I mean, it's gonna. I mean, that's a souped-up version of Jarvis Landry that can actually do stuff with the ball in his hand. It's like it's like Cooper Cup, or not? Not yeah. Cooper is, but it's like an insane player. It's a really good player. If yeah. that's who you're talking about. Yeah, the thing that uh, made me feel like that. It's not the best comp for DJ Moore is that DJ Moore can actually earn targets down the field. And Landry's eight out has always been super sharp. How, how I so I don't I don't have I don't have any of this stuff pulled up, but like how much has DJ Moore earned targets down the field? Because my sense is 
Well, that, he had that one season where he was like a legit deep threat. I was going to say, deep I, threat in 2020. I was going to yeah. say, I remember one year of him doing that, but I, I almost kind of wonder if that was a function of let's, let's look, this is, this will be good. So probably. I got it. I just pulled it up. Um, in t- So last year he had a 10.8, a dot, which was this, the lowest of his career outside of his rookie season when he had 9.6, <laughs> uh, his best season so far in terms of yards per route run was actually 2020 when he was a deep threat, 13.7 dot, 11.7 in 2019. Uh, also pretty pretty strong year, yards per route run that year as well, 2.03. He's been above 1.8 in every season of his career. So Even uh, in a whole bunch of different thing. roles. That's what's In a whole bunch of different like, roles, yeah. He was, he was efficient in 2020. The yards per target was up because the depth was there and he was making plays down the field. That's what was so exciting about him. That's why I was I wanted to be on him last year was – this idea that he had, th- uh, you know, ex- thrived in multiple different roles at different depths. And we kind of saw that last year, but the quarterback play was just so bad. It really, really held him back. I mean, just give him a competent quarterback, man. This, this guy's a really good receiver. By the way, this 2020 Panthers roster, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> just, these were, they, I mean, Rodney Smith was prominently involved. Ian Tom, Mike, da- like this dude. This team, like, uh, 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 this is kind of like, uh, you guys don't give a shit about this, but this this big trade happened in the NBA the other day, and a bunch of people were like, they way overpaid, this makes no sense, yada, yada. But it was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, at a certain point, you should just not want to live in purgatory anymore. You should just try and do something, because being a super boring average team is just miserable for everyone involved. And Baker... It a Baker or Jimmy were the only opportunities the 2022 Panthers had at above average quarterback play. No, nothing else they could have done would would have gotten them there. I, I mean, maybe if they had acquired Russell Wilson, which apparently they, I, I can't remember the reporting. I mean, they were definitely in on Deshaun Watson, and uh, that's the other that's the other thing. Now it's like Jacoby Brissett's starting 16 games for the Browns, and now that Baker is removed from the equation entirely. I I, just, I don't want any Browns. I mean, I think they're going to be so bad. Now, is it possible that they get Jimmy, right? Or that, like, I was wondering. How, if- how, that's what I, I kind of had that thought, too, of, like, if, if, if Deshaun Watson is actually suspended indefinitely, he doesn't count against their cap, I, I think. So, technically, that allows them to take on Jimmy's cap number, I think. Yeah, and they got Baker to take a pay cut. They're t- they're paying some of his salary, but he also took a pay cut, and Carolina's covering some of the salary. So, yeah, they could probably afford Jimmy, and like, there's no bad blood because the the thing with Baker, right? Baker wasn't going to play for them, no matter what. Like, no matter what, like, I'm done with you. So, Jimmy's kind of like a Baker who doesn't hate you. He's probably a little worse, but he's but he doesn't hate you, which is important. So uh, the other before we get into the draft, the other thing, the other. Uh... Uh, skipping of the rocks or the you know the the secondary waves of this are it does it does make it more likely that Jimmy Garoppolo starts games at quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers and Why? makes it much more likely no. that it does not marginally right marginally like the Panthers might have landed him or something because the because the Panthers might have traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think yeah. what you guys just said about Garoppolo going to the Browns makes even more sense. I mean, these teams never want to trade these guys in the same conference. Now that Baker lands with the Panthers, 
if Watson gets suspended, the Browns very well might grab. I mean, there's, I there's think, that that is like that is like if Jimmy fit. and Carolina was gonna this happen, like, it, was, it already would have happened. No, this is like fan fiction. Us us trading Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns is like literally fan fiction. But the other ripple that I think is even more interesting, and we saw this affect ADP, was like two. I, I think there was a rap sheet report. I don't remember who it was that like re brought up the Baker to Seattle stuff. And Lockett and Metcalf were both going earlier for about a mm. week. And now they are – I don't really see a way that Drew Lockett or Geno yeah, Smith the, is not the quarterback. One there. of the biggest things I I thought immediately was, okay, I mean, if Baker's not going to Seattle, then Geno Smith is actually starting week one. Like, this is actually a thing that's going to happen in 2022. So we've made fun of – and uh, uh, Zach Kruger tagged me in the, uh, the clip of us talking about Washington just – completely jumping the gun on the quarterback market in the most hilarious way yeah. by trading for Wentz for two thirds when you could have gotten Baker for a fifth. Uh, but I, I can't believe Seattle's just going the complete opposite way here. Like if they sit out the most liquid quarterback market in the history. Well, I mean, this is why I was going nuts on like on draft day because you, you, Davis, you just hit on this with Carolina. The worst thing in the world is just to be mediocre. They go get Baker. They're probably just going to be mediocre. Again. Extra bad, extra bad in the NFL because Not it's ideal. so it's so hard to it's so hard to get the number one overall pick. And like in the NBA, tanking is like whatever. Guys can go get their numbers, but like you're asking fifty three guys to go risk bodily harm to like yeah. marginally improve your draft odds. It's very but tough. Season. The other element of this, and and Baker to Carolina is great for DJ Martin. I'm excited about it. Believe me, but. This is just such a stupid move for those reasons. It's also a stupid move because what if you could have caught lightning in a bottle with Matt Corral or like what, like you want to be using the reps in 2022 in a lost season to see if Matt Corral can be a guy and then do it again next year and then do it the next year. And this is why I was so mad about Seattle too. What are you doing with Geno Smith and Drew Locke who are guys we know are not the guy. Just take Sam Howell in the fifth round. It handed to you. They have to believe that there is some marginal chance that Drew Locke is an average NFL quarterback that they can unlock. Is that why Geno Smith is going to be the starter has been the rumor the whole offseason? I mean, mean, that is... If they believe that, how is Geno Smith... Your time has come and gone. (laughs) By the way, Casey says, I have so much Carroll exposure. What... What does this mean? Are you, is there some I, kind I, of coaching league that you're? I, I think, think he, he means Matt Corral. I think he means Matt, Matt Corral. Corral. Okay. Yeah. So, Who, by the way, I I I have I have a little bit as well in the Galaxy Brain uh, DJ Moore stacks. I had a I had a little Davis. You actually got me off that because uh, on one of the sports grid shows you mentioned like Baker going like oh if Baker goes to the Panthers like all the Corral stuff is dead. Got to stop doing that. And I was like. Yep, I sure do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, uh, in the the superflex puppy, I took Baker a ton because he was going like quarterback thirty four or whatever. So it just felt yeah. felt like him and Pickett. Him and Pickett were the big values in the superflex puppy. I sat out the superflex puppy. It was one of those things where, like, I was that like, good, it's good for your, it was good for your mental health. Good, yeah, very, very good mental health decision. It was like forty percent full in two days. So I was like, I went quick. I was, I was just doing five dollar DraftKings drafts while playing FIFA Ultimate Team upstairs, like because I just am like, I can't, I gotta grind this EV. I gotta grind this EV. This EV cannot go. Like, I gotta max everything. <laughs> oh man. Um. I, so just to get back to the Jimmy fan fiction, because I, I maybe I just like this fan fiction too much to let go. But like, 
if Watson is suspended for the full season, and it seems like once this hearing comes back, if there's any kind of suspension, my reading of it, and this could be wrong, but the way I was understanding is that if they give him a suspension, Goodell's going to push for a full season suspension. And then, that is that is different than an indefinite suspension well, because no. remember the language of the contract stipulated he'd still get paid under a one-year suspension, but not an indefinite but suspension. But that's why, no, Goodell was going to push for indefinite. Inde- sorry, indefinite. At least, at least year. one year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I think if, uh, if like the – judge recommends like no suspension and the NFL's in a tough spot. I don't, I don't have a full understanding of, of the legal system, but uh, the NFL's own private legal system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If the Browns are dealing with a Watson indefinite suspension of a year minimum, it seems very obvious that they didn't plan really for that. Like that's not what they. No, they, clearly these these moron Browns front office people <laughs> thought this was going to be like a four game suspension of that they'd be favorites for the division because there is no there is no other reason. Like they gave this dude two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. Like, which which was the only reason. Which was, by the way, like if you if you we really want to rewind our brains, the only reason that he even signed with the Browns. Remember, the report was he's done, he's out. The Browns are not; it's not happening. And then clearly, like if, if like if, if we're rewinding our brains, clearly what happened is they said, you know what, fuck it, you can have yeah. all the money guaranteed. Doesn't matter. That is what happened. That that was yeah. in uh, was the Athletic had the the full kind of breakdown story. Like that's that's exactly what happened. They were like, how about all the money's guaranteed buddy and uh yeah it feels it feels like 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 life in sports is all about taking risks but i cannot believe that that was the the gamble that the browns front office made like it just feels so bad it feels like a a sports movie or something well that's also one of the reasons that it's hard to get super excited about baker you know the browns guaranteed deshaun watson in the middle of all these allegations which we're still not done coming out. Yeah, but are we are we saying we are we saying we trust the Browns decision makers? Like, is that is that is no, that how does that maybe not Baker? How does that? Uh, well, because they're like we'll do anything not to have Baker as our quarterback. You know, but I mean, I, mean, I, I think yeah. I think if your if your relationship is that damaged with your quarterback, like I mean, yeah, like the the Patriots told Brady goodbye and he won a Super Bowl. You know, that's a good point. I mean, but, it seems especially when they. I mean, the most ridiculous. Okay, there's a lot of ridiculous things. Maybe not the most ridiculous thing, but one of the most ridiculous things was they brought a Watson and they talked about like now having an adult at the position, right? Which was just like, what? How? How can you say that about a guy with 23 sexual assault allegations on his, you know, under his name? But it did seem like the Baker stuff is more off field, you know. Like that that was pretty. The other side of that coin is it's pretty clearly like we don't think he's mature enough or something. Well, it, it seemed like a combination of Baker not having trust in the front office and in the coaching staff and, you know, not appreciating that he played through the injury. I mean, I, I asked Bime for this the other day, I think, but, like, had, had the Browns ever won a road playoff game before Baker put up 50 on Pittsburgh? Like, I, if I had to guess, I would guess this iteration of the Browns has never won a road playoff game before they did I don't that. Think, I don't think this yeah, iteration think has. And so, and so it's like, it's like, yeah, 
maybe maybe Baker could have handled the situation more like an adult. Like I don't know, but oh, then again, on the same hand, I'm always uncomfortable like asking NFL players to be like, you should you should really take one for the team. You should be more of a model employee. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was only the second time they'd been in the postseason since. Yeah. So. And they lost I, a wild card game in in, in two thousand two. I mean, since they since they came back, I, I think it's much more likely that Baker goes to Carolina and plays well enough to make the Browns look stupid for hitching their for doing this than it is that people are like, oh, the Browns they got a fifth round pick and three point five million dollars off of Baker's salary. Like, what geniuses? I'm looking at the Browns encyclopedia. Can we just uh, <laughs> please have a, have, a, have a very funny moment for the fact that. Bill Belichick got them to the got them to an eleven and five record and to the playoffs in nineteen ninety four, and then they were really bad the next year five and eleven. Oh, and then the whole franchise just left, but they they fired yeah, yeah. him too. They got they they got rid of him, but I mean he still would have been the coach of the Ravens, right? Like they they decided to fire yeah. him, right? Yeah, Which, yeah like, one go, yeah. season away from him getting into the playoffs with you know the Cleveland Browns. Which you know the Browns weren't necessarily the Browns at that time because they were pretty te- good. Technically, in the 80s. but technically that's the Ravens, right? That's the Ravens, yeah. What became it's the Ravens it's now, but yeah, it's just sort of like you yeah. fired Bill Belichick a year, like because of one down year. I just you good move. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a curse. There's just a curse on them. It's got it's got to be the only answer. Well, but so uh, to the Garoppolo point. Well, Davis, your point of like the Browns making. Like a no one's gonna praise the Browns for this Baker trade, even if they got like a third or something. I, the Browns got played. Like as soon as they got Watson, the league was basically like, "We call BS. Like you're not gonna yeah. get anything from us for Baker. You're just not." And like eventually you'll, you'll realize that. And <laughs> I don't know why Seattle just sat this out completely. If this was the asking price, but they did, so it was really just when. Are they in a bad cap situation? I wonder if I like I I would I guess I just assume they are because of how they run their team, but that would if they were if they are in a bad cap situation. I don't think they're in a terrible cap situation. I, I the only way I can explain it for Seattle in my head is that they're, they're they've just always been so hubristic. Like they they draft players yeah. on this idea that they know better, but. I mean, they, this year was a little different. They didn't reach as much. They they mostly stayed to the key positions other than the Ken Walker pick. You know, they took a couple cornerbacks, a couple tackles, a couple wide receivers, a couple edge rushers. Like, they had, like, eight picks covering those four spots, which is smart. The edges on, on the, the line, the edges on the, you know, on the outside of the passing game on both sides of the ball. But, like, I don't know. I, I, it's either the hubris thing where they just – they seem to think they're going to have something that works or it's – that they're like actually turning a little analytic and they're, and they are tanking. They, they're they not doing the stopgap move. Right. And I think that might be a possibility. But if you're tanking, they're, like why do you draft a running back in the second round? Like, right. That's that the doesn't worst fit. thing you can do for a tanking team. Like eat. Okay. The running backs, you've got to use the running back on the first contract. The worst, the only thing worse than drafting a running back early is giving a running back a second contract. Like, so uh, it's just, it's just a yeah. Their history and that pick suggests much more strongly that they're just like it's just hubris still. Like Pete Carroll just thinks he yeah. he can play quarterback. He, he's such a good coach that they're gonna win. Like, yeah, I, I don't even think those. Uh, 
I don't think they even realize how much Russell Wilson bailed them out over the years, but whatever. They're going to find out. It'll be fun. But with the the Browns, to, to go back to the Browns, like I think they completely misinterpreted what's going to happen with suspension stuff. So that's what makes me think maybe Jimmy goes there because like they have they're probably scrambling to figure like or will be scrambling if the suspension comes down as indefinite at in a year minimum because that I mean they actually do have a pretty good roster and J- Jacoby Brissett is a 17 game starter is it's kind of a disaster for like a win now roster so you got to at least get in Jimmy for another option right yeah or something Jimmy to the Browns is happening heard it here first wait wait sources so someone someone dm settlement sources say <laughs> sources say the browns are working on a deal to for a one-year rental for jimmy garoppolo contingent yeah, well, uh, on the indefinite suspension coming down as soon as it comes down trade i'm gonna deal. should i tweet that should i tweet sources i'm hearing i'm here i'm here you should say i'm <laughs> yes. hearing i'm yes, hearing sure. i'm you hearing. Are hearing i'm here i'm hearing individuals loosely associated with the league <laughs> please tweet that <laughs> it would be far and away my most popular tweet of all time and it would just be a lie which would honestly be kind of funny yeah be good. Mean, you could just play this clip like sometime tomorrow <laughs> just like as a reply to that tweet i'm hearing i, I am now getting the people want to dulcet's clip so bad we're now getting uh super chats so I guess I guess it's time for me to make the Dulcich. No, no, we do not promote the false flag. But we don't talk about Dulcich on on chip chasing now. No, 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 when I'm on, no state sponsored media. (laughs) Absolutely none of it. So you're just completely out on Dulcich. You can't see like you couldn't, for example, be a. You can't see over his Albert O exposure in Dynasty. It's too large. It's It's, it's literally, it's literally, it's a mountain. It's a mountain. (laughs) Because yeah. I would like, I would like to get it on the record. I am overweight, Alberto, in best ball. I am also drafting a little bit of Greg Dulcich. I I take Dulcich in the twentieth round on DraftKings when I have yeah. the the Broncos Chiefs set up and I miss out on KJ Hamler. Yeah, see, real Dulcich fans they draft a tight end early and then they just they take a Russell Wilson, they stack it up, and they just wait until the eighteenth round and tack on Dulcich. That's that's a true believer right there. Gretch, I gotta. You're the. You're maybe one of the only people in my life I haven't asked this question yet. Okay. But Taysom, you probably don't even know this. It probably hasn't even been brought up on the show because you're banned in Washington. But Taysom Hill is a tight end on underdog. How would that influence how often you wanted to draft him in the in the last round? I mean, I think with Peyton gone, I would not. I I, I don't really see a lot of scenarios, but I I understand the game theory thing. So I'd take him a little bit, you know. So these are these are my two counterfactuals that that I always present people. Actually, Corrine and I discovered this the other day. Their offensive coordinator is the same guy it's been since two thousand six. Like Carmichael, yeah, is it Carmichael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Carmichael or something, right? Pete sounds right, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna swear on that one. So he clearly. He had to have, to some degree, been on board with the Taysom stuff. I don't, I don't think you can onboard him. I don't think him and, and Peyton are having these meetings every week. Like, there's no way Carmichael is like, I'm not doing this shit with Taysom this week, and Peyton's just overruling him. Like, that had to have been a group decision. Sure. The second thing is, and that I think maybe even the more important is, especially with the Kamara suspension, I don't think you are drawing dead to getting regular tight end gadget 
points from him anyways, the same way you would from Moali Cox or Trey McBride or Greg Dulcich, basically. With yeah, with tough. the one percentile that he starts some games at quarterback. I I did it a little bit, and then it's tough because like Logan Thomas is in the 18th round. It's like you know Logan with Logan Thomas, it's like you're basically betting he's healthy by the end of the season, um, and he you know actually gets a lot of routes as a tight end. So this is like a decent like the tight end in the 18th round on underdog isn't completely dead, which is why I kind of. But they're they're totally dead. They're totally dead to be a league winner, though. Hundred percent dead to be a league winner. What? Uh, Tight ends in the eighteenth round? Not if they get in the end zone twice. I mean, it's like Trey McBride. You know, Trey. If if Ertz rolls his ankle, Jordan Reed was like an eighteenth round pick the first year. He was the overall number one tight end. Like, there's definitely been Kittle. Kittle wasn't an eighteenth rounder, but he was late. Okay, Walker was like ninth, ninth round. Nine, yeah, ninth, tenth round is very different. It's from, different. You're right. The, the still... real, the real argument against it is one, you're getting zero points a lot of the time, and then two, you're also foregoing lots of other 18th round picks that could be this right. year. Davis, who, who are going to be our, be tight end, our yeah. terrible late round tight ends that we argue about this year? Because last year we argued about you had Juwan Johnson, I had Tyler Croft on uh, on our team that we did together. <laughs> I mean, I, I. I mean, Alberto is my most drafted tight end. This is where to to cull my exposure, so I don't just take him all the time. My my rule with Taysom now is that I take him as the second tight end when I get one of Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Waller, or Kittle, because that way I was going to ask, how are you playing him? I, that, I like that playing him within an elite tight end makes sense. Yeah, I think that I think that's better than using him yeah. as the third tight end when I have like Irv Smith and Robert Tunyon or whatever, like. Because in that case, I, I'm really just betting against the guys that I had already, like that yeah. that had already tripled up at the position. The other one I was thinking is if you like are just legit thin at tight end, and you have like you like not if even you get, yeah, if you get, Tunyon, if you get, like even deeper, and you go super late, then like yeah, if you the rest of your roster is real strong, I can see taking the swing on Hill and being like at least this guy has the ability. In the shootout, in the weeks 15 to 17, he has the ability to score 20 point games because he can do it by playing quarterback. Basically, right. right. Yeah. Are you guys doing any four tight end builds? DraftKings. DraftKings, I, I don't hate it because uh as as Kyle Dvorak says, everyone goes later on DraftKings somehow. Like like somehow every player you like has not a the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks. Not, it's, it's, it, and that's what that so what we determined is that it's the Running backs we don't like and quarterbacks go earlier, so it makes it feel like all the guys we like go around later, basically. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I think I think if you wait until like round thirteen to take your first tight end or what? I mean, what's the difference in round twenty besides your fourth tight end and your ninth or tenth wide receiver? Like functionally, they're very similar. Yeah, there's a couple people yeah. in the chat saying like no, no one takes Taysom, or it's a good you know. The answer is to not take him. I mean, that's fine, but like there are all like we would have said the same thing about Cordero Patterson at this point last year. That's why people were talking about Cordero Patterson. Some people were taking him. I, I remember like I took, Pat I took, him, took, him, a, took him. I took him a. I took him a little bit. Not not nearly enough. I think I. I think I took him on like nine percent of teams or something. I think it's a end. super good comp because with Cordero, we're saying okay, well, what if this thing we've been talking about uh, for all these years actually does finally pan out? One of the things with a guy like Taysom. It's like okay, well, we've been waiting for it to to Dude, be this league winning thing. He had six receiving touchdowns one year. 
Right. And it, it has been a it has been a week winning thing when he's been a tight end eligible on FanDuel and DFS. He was ninety percent owned one week on right. FanDuel. Yeah. So there's been there's been spot like it's not it you're not like you called it a one percent outcome, but like that one and, and that's uh, you're not I saying think... it's anymore. But you have to be I'm just saying generally to the to the audience, it's I, I wanna be a little bit careful when we're like trying to be certain that a 1% outcome can't happen because that's the kind of thing that you do actually want to make a few bets on. Right. The, the yeah. thing that yeah. the thing that people are most right about though, that, that I probably should, that also should be part of like the counterfactual that I propose when I ask people about this is that they signed Andy Dalton to be the backup quarterback. And like that, yeah. that's really, that's really the big counter, like the, the big counter argument to it, to which my response is to stick my head in the sand, like an ostrich and be like, what if, what if Andy Dalton isn't, there really, really that's it what if, Andy what if he plays like he did last year <laughs> right right yeah, what if he's he just too bad horrible. to be out there yeah 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 he's really and bad. he's like pretty old 30, i mean there's still, 30, there's still 30 like, okay, even andy dalton comes in and then he just breaks right away like you know fitzpatrick did last or year, right? or andy dalton comes in and they use more of the gadget stuff because they're they they're not able to run the james right. offense or whatever andy dalton turns 35 in october andy dalton is not the type of quarterback that I would have guessed would have been playing at 35. Like, I mean, he's not, he's just a guy. He's just, right he's just I mean, he's just here to cash checks. That's all. I right, mean, we, right. the, with the, the last we have seen of Andy Dalton was like unwatchable, both as a bear and a cowboy. He was yeah, so- he, he's a slightly better version of Chad Henney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's do a draft. We've, right. we've, uh, yeah, let's we've talked in. about Taysom Hill for a half an hour. We, <laughs> we filled our quota of uh, other conversation. All right, I just got in. back. Best Ball Mania 3 here. Share screen. Um, yeah, you just got back from vacation, right, Ben? Yeah, I just lit, like literally just finished a, a six-hour drive home. Someone asked where Pete was. I, I think he's driving home from somewhere as well, right? So just, you know, some 4th of July. Influencer 103. Whew, I never I like get that. high picks. Never. I've been, I've been stuck in the... I've been stuck in the Kelsey zone, which is pick six or pick seven through 12. I call that the dig zone. <laughs> All right. What are we doing here? Whichever of Cup or McCaffrey is there. Pat wants to go Jefferson. Is this a. Is no, this... no. I'm good with Cup and McCaffrey. I don't think yeah. this looks like a super piss boys draft. I was just hoping you'd make a case for Jefferson because I don't think I've taken him in any of these drafts. I kind of go Jefferson. So I, I've kind of complained about. Uh, probably a little too much about my not having high picks the picks i really feel like i'm missing are one through three i've actually had a decent of four and five and i take generally i take jefferson over chase so i'm actually pretty overweight jefferson okay then let's get one of these i would not be very confident in that decision that would i would i would totally random.org yeah yeah that's that's fair that's fair it's it's because like you know i have no i have no nags on other players and i think Oh, McCaffrey 101. It's just uh, Pat trying to come back from having way too much Rager over Jefferson. He's like, I'm not that making right. this now point gotta, flip get mistake like again. Whichever Boom. Season. We get Jonathan Taylor at, at 103. Let's, Let's do it. I actually hate this. I think Jonathan Taylor should be like the sick pick in a real world. Oh, my God. In half point right. PPR, you think the best uh, running back? That's true. That's true. That's true. Pick. Yeah. No, you're, you're, I, I think he should be, I think he should be the fourth pick. But, 
especially if we get someone sliding. There's a scenario now with getting Taylor at 103 where we get a you know a one two where Taylor's not paired with this second round pick very frequently. That's true. Yeah, go, go, go type in go type in Giants Colts. Oh, uh, Josh Norris. Isn't it so good? Because that's the best. Pretty much by round six, you like know what your team's gonna be. It's it's honestly so good. Although we're still not drafting Pittman, I never take. I never take Pittman. Yeah, I don't want any of the guys in the queue. <laughs> you don't let's like just, you don't. Let's pretend don't, like correlation and and week seventeen sacks don't matter for this one. You don't like you don't like Wandale. No, I like Wandale. For Did sure. I not throw Wandale? Yeah, he's in there. He oh, said yeah. he said he didn't oh, like well. any of those guys. I like all. No. I like all. I, the I like Saquon. I like Wandale. I'll take Tony a little bit. I'll take Galladay. I think he's underpriced. How I, are I you? How are you not in? How are you not in on Tony? He's like a classic. I said like this guy. Yeah, no. I mean, not really. He doesn't like. For me, it's about the long view. You got to still have that production in college and stuff. So yeah, he really flashed last year. He really pops in the targets per run stuff that I love. But I love the guys where I can say I think this guy's really good because I have three, four years of evidence based on his college track record as well. He wasn't, I mean, he was doing a lot of different things at Florida. So there's like ways to excuse this, but he doesn't fit that for like, that's, that's the guy that I get gung ho about. That's why I've been gung ho about DJ Moore, or AJ Brown. They were elite in college and people don't want to, you know, so, carry that forward as, as comfortably as I don't know. I think I I'm pretty comfortable carrying it forward. I'm a, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in on Tony. I'm not like super, super overweight, but I think like one of the things I really like with the prospects is the guys who like do what we expect them to do in the pros. Like they, the skill set they had in college, like translates. And Tony was incredibly, uh, his highlights were awesome. And like on a per touch basis early in his career, he was, he was, or per route basis early in his career, he was great. But like he clearly alienated his coaches that didn't get playing time. Something something was going on. So it's like he comes in the league, he gets thrown out of one of his best games for fighting a guy. He alienates the new coaching staff right away. He uh, he injures he, he injures Saquon Barkley's ankle. But do, do you the, the he that skirmish that he got in is how Saquon rolled his ankle. Oh no, really? Yeah. No, it was just on like a bad throw on a slant, wasn't it? No, just... wasn't it? Wasn't it that he pushed the guy? Maybe I maybe I invented this. Yeah, you invented. I do this. like that. Yeah. I do like this slander though. Saquon just right, we're, we're gonna call at the end of a play on someone's foot. <laughs> Tony Tony is my second most drafted wide receiver. I, I think that's. Right. I mean, it's an upside play. I, yeah, I, I like it. I, I can get behind that. Well, we'll talk more in a second after we make this pick. What do you guys like here? Reek, easy. I don't. I don't think we have like a clear ADP value pick to to get a unique pairing with Taylor. All these guys have been paired with Taylor. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm good with Tyreek. And then I we can, get we Tyreek too. And then either we go uh, like a hero RB type build with AJ Brown or or whoever, or we get Javante. And then yeah, and then we get the two, two the two a price is so good. Why like how often do you get the wide receiver nine? And then you have to take a quarterback to the eleventh round. Like it feels like that doesn't happen very often. I have not been drafting like any of Tua. I just he feels like too expensive for the kind of upside profile. Too too expensive to take as like the solo guy, and that's the problem is because he goes right next to Fields, who's way more intriguing as like your backstop quarterback. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I was I. Uh, 
we should talk about Fields, man. I'm I'm pretty worried about him. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. All right, Chubb or Javante in the third. Seems or Pitts. I like Pitts. I like Pitts. I've got a crazy amount of Pitts because he gets to the end of the third round these days. I mean, we have we have our anchors. We have our anchors at every position, which uh, my my uh, lizard brain likes. So, do we want to do Pitts? Is that what you guys? Is that what yeah. you guys are? And I think I think Pitts' yeah. ABP is going to rise too. So yeah. I like I like right. drafting Pitts in this dead period right now. I like that. Chubb and, Chubb and Javante would have been nice picks there. Mike Williams would have been a nice pick there, but Pitts is a. I, th- I think he's a home run in the third round. Plus, Pitts sets us up with the elite quarterback route. If we want now, we can take we can take Kyler. <laughs> Josh is going to lose his mind. <laughs> Pitts sets us up with the elite quarterback route because he plays against the Cardinals in Week Seventeen. <laughs> it's so good. Not because of his elite quarterback. His quarterback sucks. <laughs> I completely agree, though. That's one of the reasons I take so much pits. I'm like, I, now I can take Murray. Well, I just like I like the guys like that that give you optionality. Where like, if you're stuck on like, because you guys probably feel this. Like sometimes you're just sitting there in the sixth or the seventh round, and you're like, all these guys fucking stink. I don't want Did any you, of these. So I don't understand. I, I get what you're doing with the correlation, but like, it, you have so many names in the queue now. Like you just put AJ it's, Green in our queue. It's not about yeah. Well, the, like it, why are we putting corpses in the queue? <laughs> well, in case we get Kyler, I'll go through and clear it up uh, some once we. No, no, don't don't clear it because this gives us like by now we should pretty much have a correlated pick at every spot once we're on the clock. I, I will clear up like, let's say we don't get Kyler. I'm gonna unclick a bunch of the Arizona. Dusty pass catcher, like I don't. No, but Pitts, Pitts and Rondale, Pitts and Rondale totally correlate. He's not dusty. He's not. I'm saying AJ Green. I'm only tacking. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I was just saying, put the good players in, not Moali Cox and AJ Green. No, you you want Rondale's very wanted at the end. You want you want the bad. You want the black. You want the bad players. Because you want to kind of well, this is how I think about you it. You want the bad players is where we're at with the correlation. Now. You, like, want, you just want the great. really shitty players on your team. It's like, come on, come on. I'm going ballsy if you guys have this Q and Karate's round round four. Alex yeah. Pierce, Holy round four. Alex shit. Pierce is incoming. That's a great point. It's the highest. How do we auto? Can you can you rearrange the Q by ADP or something? Just no, you can't. You not, this is the players this is, are so bad. I can't. This has happened to me where I've like I've like auto picked Jarek McKinnon in like the twelfth round because I drafted Kelsey and clicked all Chiefs, you know. Oh God, what, what, this is that hasn't cool. happened to me yet, thankfully. Um, Kyler to the top just just to be safe. So no, Ben, what I was trying to say is you do want to have some exposure to players that you think are bad because. I'm not going to be 100% accurate on my player takes, and I'll be wrong about some, but I only want to have the exposure to those bad players when it is either correlated to their teammates or to their Week 17 opponents. Yeah, but then that's an argument to have exposure to literally every player because I think like the way that I would apply it, and I'm obviously not drafting as much as you guys, but I think is that I would have a lot of exposure to the guys I think are good, and then I would mix in the guys that I don't really have a strong opinion on, and the guys that I actively think are bad, I would still probably try not to draft. <laughs> like I like, and 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 I think That's you're how right. I draft, man. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think you're right, and all the players I have lots of exposure to, I think are good 
or are just underpriced based on their playing time. Like Byron Pringle, for example, I don't, I don't think he's great, but he's a starting wide receiver who I think is pretty good in the 18th round. Sure, but like yeah. an, a, another example would be like David Bell, who I don't think is great, but should have a role. And I have been like, what's your issue with David Bell? You, you know, Wait, I don't like, you don't, he's not athletic up here. I don't like slow guys. I mean, yeah. if ETN doesn't go, he's, we're smashing it. I'm all in on that. Don't do it, JJ Frick. Don't if do it. If he does go, what do we do? Uh, all right, he didn't, didn't go. go. Thank Because yeah. I didn't have an answer yeah. to that question. Brees Hall? I, I truly didn't have an answer, yeah. This is a uh, good price on ETN from where he's been going recently. We must we must be getting a little bit of piss boy action here to get ETN there. Yeah, we only have one Which, receiver. So we only have one receiver. We're, yeah. we're in bad shape. We we might want to take a few of those receivers. We got, well, we got we got we got we got Bateman right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so man, gotta gotta add the Jags to the queue here in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> no Steelers, Steelers, Steelers. Well, we, we got we, ATN. We got ATN. You gotta add. You gotta add Jags, Steelers, Texans, Ravens. Jags, Steelers, Texans, Ravens. Yeah, if we get Bateman, the queue's gonna be the whole league. That's no, that's that's why I'd say by round six, you pretty much should know what your team's gonna be. Well, he, there's actually another way to play this. Uh, let's see what let's see what Dorito does. He's gonna take a wide receiver. Bateman. He took Bateman. Let's what about Mahomes? I mean, I guess Herbert was the better. No, player. I love it. I mean, you don't gotta you don't gotta tell me yeah. twice. Why, why Mahomes? Because he's fallen a bit past ADP, and uh, Davis is on. <laughs> it's also it. also we can right. we can Mahomes. we can we can backdoor we can backdoor that game. Mahomes is so easy to backdoor stack. Yeah. Add wow, we got to add lots of teams, buddy. I can't yeah. follow the correlation stuff. So like we we we're now not I'm taking correlated. now I'm taking Kyler out. Well, no. Sometimes if a guy if you're wow. getting like if you're getting a value if you're getting a unique combination. That that supersedes the correlation. Like, how many teams are going to yeah. have? How many teams are going to have Jonathan Taylor, Patrick Mahomes, and Kyle Pitts? Like, that's probably like a fairly low combo. I would imagine. And Mahomes, you can backdoor stack like incredibly easily, it, and and even backdoor bring back too. Like, even even there are even cheap Broncos. Oh yeah, yeah. There's cheap Broncos, and I think like when you think about one of the defining features of 2022. It, very easily could be that you can backdoor stack Mahomes with some of what turned out to be his top options. Like that seems like get, a rare type. Did of you thing. get Miko in the queue somewhere? He's in there, buddy. Yeah, I put him in. Yeah, we got, I mean, we're obviously this, drafting this, him. This glorified tackle here. Let me just get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we can take we can take Dulcich in this team. This is a team where it would make sense. We have an elite tight end. This is this is when I take Dulcich. This is how I. I do it. Although yeah. I probably wouldn't take him here because I don't have Russ. I usually take Dulcich if I uh, touchdowns. Yeah, side. but 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 if he scores, if he scores, if Russell Wilson throws for three hundred and sixty yards and two touchdowns, and the two touchdowns are to Dulcich and Mahomes loses his mind, you'll want Dulcich in Week Seventeen. I I feel like Nick yeah. right now. Wait, let me. He I, says, I, "I love your onesie positions, but I'm a little worried about your receivers." <laughs> I'm a little worried about. <laughs> I'm a little worried yeah, about. Your receivers. The receivers are gonna be. 
This is this is so funny because this you was the bit. Also, made our receivers good. This was the this was the bit last off season was every time I would do a draft with you guys, I was the running back guy. But I didn't really like what did what what could we do? Not take not take Jonathan Taylor and not take ETN ten spots past ADP. No, I think we're. I mean, I think those were all good picks. Yeah, and actually, we're, I wanted Javante or I mean, that's who I was floating instead. Prob- of Pitt. Probably so. the Mahomes pick is where we shouldn't have taken Mahomes. We got we got him. We we're going to take Brandon Cooks over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I wasn't going to take Brandon Cooks. That's for sure. But there's yeah, Juju, Darnell Mooney, Chris Godwin. That's the I mean, that's the range too. That's the range where wide receiver dr- dries up. A yeah, little bit. it does. But you still need receivers. So my response to that would be okay. Then then reach for well, two we're going to take in that next tier because we're not going to be able to get two guys in the next tier now, right? Like we could have reached all the way for Elijah Moore if we wanted to, and then and tried to get more. And what you're saying, what you're saying is that we're trapped under the avalanche and we need a Saint yes. Bernard to come and bring us some whiskey. Right. Yeah, right. Just because the next best receivers aren't good doesn't right mean now. you let the. Yeah, I mean, that's basically just being like, oh, hey, the avalanche is coming, and nothing looks great, so let's just let the avalanche come. But but if, would you, is there anyone you'd rather be trapped in an avalanche with than Patrick Mahomes, though? Yeah, no, that's what I feel. I feel like the dude from Avalanche, because I keep just going like, but this one has Mahomes. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care about the avalanche. I'll, I'll be trapped down here under the snow. Wow, Lance at 601. I All mean, right. this was the right room to take Mahomes, huh? Yeah. Who got Justin Herbert? He must have. That must have been a pretty nice value there. Justin Herbert. They all they all win in a row. I mean, look, dude. Like, look at our prices. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you guys are right. And we needed to take Mahomes because Davis was on. So we checked. I should have. I should have. I should have worn. I should have worn my jersey. That was. Uh, it was a mistake. Will you click receiver so I could just start trying to like figure out who we can take? Dude, there there are plenty of guys here. We got, we got the best receiver. Available. We got we got correlated guys. Yeah, the correlation will take care of us. I mean, it is only in week 17, so that could be a problem for our advance rates, but I'm sure it'll be fine. What do we what do we do? It doesn't all haven't you watched Pete's video? The only thing that matters is week 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about anything else. Um all right. I mean, I can't we can't be taking Amari Cooper. DeAndre Hopkins is a wide receiver too. Here seems super bad. He just went. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Thielen is actually not a bad pick. Ben, are you uh gonna be mad if we take Thielen? Yeah, but we can do it. We can take we can take Renfro. We can take Renfro. I would we- probably take like Traylon Burks or something. Okay. You don't have to, yeah. No, so so can I so this is actually a build where I do draft old players. And I like obviously, Gretch. You know, like I don't like old shitty guys very much. <laughs> Davis is you're just selling us on the robust build. You're like take running backs and then you take out I'm feeling and then take no, bad players, like players and old players. Just okay. Just take after the- we after after we make this pick, I will I will explain it a little bit because I I well I think it makes sense in my head, but maybe it won't make sense after. We we click wide receiver again. We got, we got, we got, a, we got great picks coming up right here. We are gonna, we are gonna love either of the wide receivers we're about to take. There's actually a, there's a, we just very strong case for Ayuk. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like the tier, the tier we were just in is dead, and then right here is all guys we like. That's what so we're we taking Burks here. Yeah, Burks or Tony or Tony. I, I, I like, I like Tony more, but you guys can decide. 
right, we'll I would take Burks. I would prefer Burks, but if you guys are all about correlation, we have JT, right? That's the correlation. Yeah. Uh, let's get that okay. correlation going. So real quick on the Thielen thing, obviously we would expect a guy of his profile to get injured or slow down in production towards the back half of the year. What I like in these builds where we're kind of thin at wide receiver right now is that if we had reached on uh, – if had we taken Hopkins there, had we taken someone – had we taken Burke, someone whose production we expected to come a little bit later, that would have put us in a weird spot. Taking Thielen gives us a backstop to take Jalen Tolbert, George Pickens, guys like guys whose production we expect to be, to be sure. backloaded because sure. we feel that the Thielen production should kind of get us through the first eight weeks. That actually – Made sense. Just wanted yeah. to know that. <laughs> and when I say actually, it's because I did not expect you to have I did, a, a logical reviews that made a lot of sense. So it's like, I'm not taking, like, even like if, like, let's say I take like Aaron Jones or something, like I'm not really always taking Thielen right. as, as the correlation. If I already, like, if I already have two strong wide receivers, like that I'm just, I'm not taking because I don't expect him to have good week 17 production or even be available in week 17, but he should be pretty good for the first two months of the season. So I think I just realized the star thing. You're doing this so that when we're looking at the queue, they're starred. Not the queue, but the, yeah, Yeah. when I look at the whole list. Yeah. Yeah, they're starred. It's so your queue's useless and will betray you if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, but you, you you figured it out, Ben. It's so that it's literally so that when we get on the clock, we right. we'll just look and we're like, oh, that guy correlates. Kind of, yeah, that makes sense. That way, you don't have to track eighteen different correlations. Okay, I was head. really confused about what was going on at the queue for a minute there, but I, I've I figured it out finally. I'm yeah, it's around. also Ch jumps out here, not not. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ch ever gonna fall? I thought I was gonna get like cheap Ch and. I could take him after Damian Harris, and that never happened. Buddy, who are you talking to? You're talking to the guy who's been waiting to draft 10th round CEH all offseason. It's just not happening. What's going on? When are we getting 10th round CEH? It's I, not I'd happening because the, the casuals are going to be coming soon, and the Zeke effect is going to happen on CEH. We're like, You're oh, right. he's the starting running back on the Chiefs, bro. That's a sixth round pick. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. It just means uh, you're going to take more Rojo. Well, I already have plenty of Rojo. I actually have been forcing myself to take other other running backs in that range because uh, even for me, the Rojo exposure was was getting a little high. Are our Sky and MVS gone? MVS uh, might be there. Sky's definitely gone. I saw him go. MVS okay. is still here. All right, we are we are sweating it out. The room is gonna. Do, I have a bad feeling the room is gonna do it to us. But what can you do? We're sweating out MVS. Yeah. As our wide receiver four, <laughs> that, that that's where we're at. As our wide receiver four, and, and Thielen's one, one of the other receivers. Good lord! I've been. I mean, I hate. I hate that I have to keep bringing up Michael Thomas on these streams. But Ethan Michael Thomas seems like pretty great. Has he? Has anyone like? Is has? Have we seen evidence he even exists? But yeah, though there was that tweet yeah. of him running routes that. Somebody replied the, the the most apt reply, which was he looks closer to retirement than like he did not look like he could run routes. <laughs> I mean, what, he has not played it in a game of organized football in two years. Correct. And 
there was the workouts where he was like on one foot that looked really anyway mvs went so we're screwed we didn't get our we... our super sleeper wide receiver <laughs> they've been reading the reports about him running about him running a, a diverse route tree i never take ceh but this we got to take a receiver let's, Why take, can't a, we take, let's a take a let's take a receiver let's take a receiver first you, and then do you want a lava or thomas you guys want a lava I think I would take a lot for Thomas. I don't know. I'll, what I, I'll let I'll let you be the tiebreaker, Pat. I really don't care. Let's yeah. do it. How it's many? It's kind of weird head to head with Thomas, but right. in, in the context right. of where the other rookie receivers have gone, Olave is a, a, a good pick there. Yeah, Olave. Uh, I probably we like just that. set up we just set up the mega giga brain Taysom Olave tight end wide receiver stack. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. We also our our uh, our stacking situation for the amount of time that I've had to type in different teams in the queue, I can tell you. Right. There goes Michael Thomas. It right, does unlock Jameis as a second quarterback. Yeah. We're on yeah. deck, and you're gonna push for Ceh again. Pollard, Pollard or Ceh? I think. Ooh, Garrett Wilson's still there. Why? Why does Garrett Wilson go this late? He's running. I behind always forget Corey about Davis, the dude. fact that he goes I'm, behind I'm, Alave. I'm 100% into draft Garrett Wilson here. I'm let's, good. I'm good with that. Let's get let's get some receivers. Do you, do you want to make a CEH push, Davis? No, no. Okay. This is this this will rectify this will rectify um, our earlier transfer. Yeah, this actually fits with everything you said about Thielen. To get Alave and Wilson there, like yeah, maybe they start slow. They do still have obvious scenarios where if they're good, they have strong second halves. Thielen helps us do the first half. It's kind of piecing together a little bit. Kind of works. Yeah, Dylan could Ty, the Tyreek should help. Some of the guys, some of the guys from from Pete's Discord are in this with us, but not ship chasers. They're from the NFT Discord, and they're they're doing the thing that all people who draft with piss boys do for the first time. We're like, look at these running back values. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I mean, we did it. You know, it's hard not to do when you and then you have to remind yourself. Oh yeah. Well, it's like there's a difference between doing it for Travis Etienne and doing it for David Montgomery or whoever. Right. And now we got we got stacks set up. We're we're gonna take McCall Hardman with our next selection, probably. Um, we got we got yeah. Mad Broncos to take. I'm just really glad we're at five receivers before pick 100. We narrowly got it in, but I don't think I could have slept tonight if we didn't make those back-to-back. This is things. this is a this is a good question for for the chat. What given how easy it is to do at ADP, and given how high the total in Week 17, like what are the odds that there are three or more players from Broncos Chiefs on the winning lineup? Or maybe, or maybe the better question is. Uh, there's got to be a better way to phrase that question. Yeah, I think the I think the question basically comes down to like in like if you advance a week 17 lineup with the total being what we know it's going to be, are you going to want to be eating that chalk, right? And have a lineup that has that game stacked some way. Do you want it full stacked? Do you want it partial stacked? Or do you want to fade it? Like right that's, because you pick because your lineup. Because those combos, like, one, because we expect those offenses to be so good, so their advance rates should be good. But, like, two, 
like assuming that those offenses are are fine or above average in week 15 and 16 i mean we are going to see so much you know uh, like and and random guys too like alberto and melvin gordon and hardman and sky like like not even like the the super premium parts are going to be there in like on so many teams yeah yeah they're going to be there cuz like the chiefs are just they're just completely uncertain they it's it's like a rare thing where you know that there's going to be a ton of i mean i guess there's a chance that the chiefs do take a, a step back this year but we don't have another chief there. right now uh, yeah we we, we 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 took garrett wilson instead of clyde edwards hilaire yeah yeah which That's was fine. smart because clyde edwards hilaire is not a stack to Patrick. there Brown. are there are other there are other available kansas city chiefs and denver broncos i would like a kansas city chief touchdown catcher uh, so it's going to have to be me, Cole Hartman. Yeah, I was going to say Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> I mean, I do like we're, Oh, we're, we're taking McKinnon on this team in like the 15th yeah, round. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Let me just make sure he made it in the queue. And actually, how, how could you say, how, at this point with 57 guys in the queue, we have over 50% of the remaining player pool start. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hardman just went. They that's that's one of the club that's one of the club ng my guys. He told me he was gonna do it to be a dick. What can you do? Eh. The nice thing about uh him sniping Hardman is that Hardman's gonna be on the bench by the end of the year. We're All gonna right, take uh, we're gonna take Ramondre here. Easy. I'm good with that. You good with that, Ben? Sure. <laughs> correlates correlates with Tyreek. What if we take Landry? Do you want to take Landry? I would take we have Tyreek. Let's take Chase Edmonds. Oh, we can take Landry. I, I don't care between Edmonds or Stevenson. I like them both, but not Landry. We Olave and Landry are bad. You got to click because our queue is too full. Oh my God, Wandale! One second. Oh, you got to be careful when you use the Star Trek. It can turn against you. <sighs> oh wow. Yeah, I mean, like we would have, we literally would have gotten auto drafted Wandale there. That is, that is the drawback. That is. You guys aren't concerned that Ramondre squeezed? Fuck no. Like Pierre Strong's good too. He does the squeezing. Ramondre does the squeezing. Yeah. He is the one. He is. He is not. He is not getting his door knocked on. He is the one who knocks. Ben. He is the one who squeezes. (laughs) Ben so Bunzo didn't draft Landry. No. No. Why are we? Why like Landry? Like we already got our old guy. We have Tyreek Hill. Like we don't. We don't need Jarvis Landry in half points. I just want to see where you guys go with this. I want to mostly just. Uh, I'm entertained while drafting it with you. <laughs> well, unstacked mom is, is. This team's not uh, not ideal. This uh, team is. This team is probably not drawing live to win two million dollars. Yeah. It could. It could win our league. Yeah, it's not going to win whole thing. Uh, I kind of think. We could go Edmonds here and then be done at running back. Thoughts? Well, I think we want to take a Chiefs running back, so I oh, think we should not do we that. We should take a Chiefs running back then, guys. What do you think about that? That's what that's what I want to do. Let's take a Chiefs running back then. Yeah. All right. I had an ADP uh, in a in a, <laughs> in a league where running backs are falling. Running back goes <laughs> ten picks after ADP. We We're taking a, a half a round ahead of ADP. <laughs> a half a round ahead. You got to do it though, because of the because of the correlation. 
It's, uh, hey, I don't know if you've seen Peter Overzet's YouTube, but nothing matters but Week 17, Ben. <laughs> I mean, were you really me... going to roll into Week 17 with no Chiefs correlation? I mean, again, I, I, I love uh, – is Ronald Jones, like, correlating with Patrick Mahomes? Like, I understand that they do correlate because they can score 50, but, like – Ronald Jones upside scenarios are where he gets to let run the ball Let me paint you a, a picture. Let me paint you a let's, picture, Gretch. Let me let me get comfortable here. Ronald McCole, Jones ain't catching any TDs. McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman running deep. Some safety on the Denver Broncos. I don't know any of their safeties. Instead of giving up the touchdown to McCole Hardman, because that would be beyond embarrassing, he just tackles him on the one-yard line, just shoulders him, sure. clear DPI, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know any NFL refs names. This would make it a lot better if I did. Flag thrown, balls on the one yard line. Kelsey goes in motion. Hands yeah, the ball no. off to Ronald Jones. Great scenario where our t- our quarterback and our running back combine. Delayed ass clip right there, but no, I, <laughs> well, loved you know. your, I, I loved your breakdown because Patrick Mahomes would get zero passing yards for that play, and Ron Jones <laughs> would get one rushing yard and a rushing TD. <laughs> okay, let me do it again. <laughs> we couldn't even do it the first time. They run, they run this the play where they all jump and turn in a circle. Mahomes fake hands off to Travis Kelsey. Ronald Jones leaks out uncovered. Easy toss, pitch and catch. Uncovered touchdown, Ronald Jones. All right. I like it. We get 12 points for that. By the way, I would like to thank whoever took Hardman as it meant that uh, I got to reach half around for Jones. Alexander Madison falling a little bit. I he I think he was my highest owned running back last year. I haven't drafted him much this year because Ty Chandler I think might mix in some, but I like him a lot more when he falls here. Mm, I, this Ty Chandler thing, it's like I don't know. Madison's just good every time the Dalvin Cook is out. Like, why are you messing with that? What's a new coaching staff? I guess. I mean that. That definitely matters, right? Look, like, Ty Chandler was a fifth round pick. Yeah, but it's a new regime. I don't know. This team fucking sucks, though. Whoever yeah, yeah. getting <laughs> getting sniped, uh, getting sniped on on MBS just like really did not do it for me. Where are we at at QB? We got Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones in the back pocket. Yeah, we got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, let's see what the quarterback situation is. There's plenty left. We could go Lawrence, Winston, Ryan Daniel wouldn't really Jones. make that much sense. Hold on. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Daniel Jones. Yeah, we actually have a lot of options. I'm not uh, – uh, Corrine, do you need me to Venmo you uh, 1250 for this, or are we good? <laughs> no, no. We uh, Here on Chip Chasing, we don't demand – Is this one Is this one on the house? <laughs> yeah, we – I'm able to cover, yeah. I mean, this team later. sucks. You might have to Venmo the full amount. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ETR. Gonna, I will also split the winnings. It, we're writing this one off for this. tax purposes. This one, I this will not one, throw a pizza party. I mean, this one got away from us like ret- retroactively. 
Hey, there look, was... let me paint you guys a picture. Tyreek Hill gets traded back to the Chiefs. <laughs> Championship. Yeah, dude, we literally win. Championship. <laughs> let me write you let me write you some fan fiction. Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded to the Cleveland Browns in a three team trade where Tyreek Hill returns to the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah, a bad team, and uh, sometimes this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it will uh, occasionally happen. Where you avalanche gets you sometimes. And and you. like I I think the the move when you draft a bad team is to jam like a backdoor stack, right? Yeah, I think Justin Ross is like squarely in play on this. No, Dude, no, Albert O'Gan I meant... there is fucking tilting. I oh, was, that was yeah. a like giant. I meant I meant we jam the backdoor stack like we jam we jam the Patriots in here with Tyreek Ramondre. Yeah, like we do I, like... I agree. You want to grab Hunter Henry here? Sure. Yeah. Get the second tight end done with, and then that gives us a backdoor stack. Yeah. I think I do think I do think that is the right way to like basically basically turn it into like our Week Seventeen stack became like the two percent owned game stack or whatever in the the spy. We also do have the Daniel Jones one available to us as well. And we have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And we and we already have Tony. So we could go Jones, Wandale. Where did DJ Moore go in this draft? Oh, we're almost up. I'm curious uh, if he's rising today. If who is rising? DJ Moore. All right, we're on the clock. Uh I think we like go. Da- I think we go Daniel Jones here, right? Yeah, oh I'm into that. Jefferson's the best available receiver. That's where we're at. We have five receivers. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Let's do it. <laughs> and was it Casey who uh, who said that he loved our onesies but did not like our wide receivers? That was prescient. This is because we this still is, only have five wide receivers. Guys, this is. You guys are overreacting. Gretch is really overreacting. Oh no, no I'm just I'm, I'm having a good time. This is fun. I'm, I'm tired. Uh, I've just been like drinking. I can't. I drink. literally, I literally cannot imagine. Were you in a car for six hours with your children? Yes. Literally got home. I thought I was going to be late. I messaged Pat. I was like, I hope there's not like rush hour traffic as I get back to the city. Because I mean, I literally, what you're doing right now is beyond what anything I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a long drive. We didn't stop because I was worried about missing the show. I missed last week because I was in Hawaii. So I was like, hey, I can't, you know, pizza out. That's, can't that, that's dedication right there. Yeah. That's some real dedication. I feel bad, though, because I thought you knew Davis was going on. and uh, I'm glad yeah. he's here. What do you mean? You could have come on late. No, no. I mean, oh, oh, you could have oh, popped on late. a bit yeah. later. Sure. Yeah. I wasn't I mean, visiting is, you what just is talking into the screen by yourself <laughs> for a while. So, <laughs> well, hey, uh, I guess I'll draft this guy now. <laughs> What is ship chasing with everyone being on time? I feel like that never happens. Yeah, it it doesn't. I feel like this would tilt Pete because I think we start usually like on average thirty seconds late, and like the chat gets uh quite heated. You know, they set their they set their clocks. There are plenty of wide receivers that are fine. Left. I'm impressed that uh, that Pat has not had any technical difficulties running the stream. Knock oh, me too, but it's been, it's been <laughs> me, beautiful. Me too. Do you just not my computer have... crashed right before this? Like, it's a miracle. Do you just not have an Ethernet in your apartment? I do. Murphy chews it. Yeah. So yeah, anytime I put it down, I'm buying a new one very quickly. 
you know, you, you want my my dog used to do that when I first got the little one. Vinegar spray. Oh, all dog, right. Dogs fucking hate the smell of vinegar, dude. This could be a game changer. Yeah. Real. Plus, he's not he's not like a true puppy. He's a year and a half now. So like I feel like you can tell him to leave it. Like he knows leave it really well. Yeah. So I feel like I could tell him leave it. I have to do it a few times, but I think I could get it across. He should be yeah. My my dogs were about a year and a half when they stopped like fucking tearing up shoes and shit. Hats. Yep. My dogs used to if I would leave my hat sitting around, they would chew the the strap on the back. Oh, man. Tilting. He likes shoes. He does still want to chew up shoes. We get to but take he... AJ Hamler on this team? Yes, that is happening. But that don't talk fun. about him. <laughs> <laughs> In the back of my head, I was like, no one mentioned KJ Hamler. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm starring Martin Somehow Jones Patrick Mahomes is throwing a touchdown to KJ Hamler in week 17. I don't know how yet. KJ Hamler, KJ Hamler gets traded for a seventh-round pick to the Kansas City Chiefs. Love it. Van Jefferson goes. That's what we like. Love to see that. He was uncorrelated. We weren't going to be able to take him anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just we're, we weren't drafting him, so that's right, 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 the better. Right. <laughs> I was just saying, any reason I could come up with to not to, to X out Van Jefferson, I'm going to come up with it. What, are, what Like, where are – what's our – will we click on wide receiver again? <laughs> So we could see like what we're <laughs> Brian, Brian. Do you guys know where Pete is? He didn't show up for lulls. I've been in stream yard waiting room since three. Not sure Not he's sure. gonna show. It's just such a great fucking end to that. Yeah, I think uh I don't know. I think he said he'd be there at eight or ten probably, or tech, you should probably text him, dude. <laughs> Brian is so funny, dude. Yeah. Yes. One of my one of my favorite people to talk to, and we literally don't agree on fucking anything. <laughs> Not one thing. Dude, he has some good tweets, man. He's a just these like random. He is a good tweeter. One liner. He's he's great at it. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> keep waiting. I keep waiting. Man. All right, what are we doing here, boy? <laughs> Pete's back. Said he might jump on late. He's. Uh... Uh... Making a good decision. We, we got Ronald Jones, dude. With uh, good with business Ronald. decision here, like... Pete. Pierce, <laughs> right? Um, did Hamler go? Yeah, Fucking yeah. Hamler just went. <laughs> went one pick before us. God damn it, Pierce, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where we're at. Yep, definitely. What can we do? It's will you, tough. It's will tough, you yeah. isolate the receivers, though? Like, are there any good ones that we're not thinking of? Yeah, Wandale, baby. I think we might just want to reach for Wandale here, knowing this room. Yes. It's yeah. not even a reach. Yes. Yeah. It's a slight reach. We, Wandale, could wait. we could probably wait for him to get back. What about yeah, Will Fuller? Like on, picks at what about Will Fuller on the bet that the, the Chiefs get him cheap late? Oh my god! I, by the way, I I actually I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm starting I don't to either, get. But you don't have I'm, any other way of getting a cheap pass catcher. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to pick free agents. 
I'm starting to get really worried that the Bills are going to sign Will Fuller after after all of this Gabe Davis discourse. Oh, wow. oh no. I can't handle a, a Twitter victory lap that no – like, because the reason I can't handle it is because no one's saying they might sign Will Fuller. They might that's sign not, Will Fuller? Yeah, that's not, like, part of the discourse whatsoever. It's about, like, his breakup. Well, it's like you got to put you got to put your Brian Windhorse. You got to do your – now, why would they do that? Why would they only pay Jameson Crowder less money than the best ball mania three winner? Why would they not guarantee the second year of Isaiah McKenzie's contract? What's going on in Buffalo? <laughs> what is going on in Buffalo? Very curious. <laughs> All right. Like if, if Gabriel Davis busts, it'll honestly be one of the all time worst, like the fish getting there of my lifetime. Like truly. I think my favorite thing of the last little bit well actually davis that was a great win horse thing but is that pat just left that up that just finally <laughs> went away we just Pete was on stream with us just uh, underneath the row just sitting there i just felt more comfortable with the comment though <laughs> i completely forgot it was, it was one of those things where i was like oh that comment's still up huh <laughs> like oh yeah that's uh that's on me to get rid of mckinnon in the 15th oh boy we are people are just fucking hate like this. I don't know how you guys do this drafting on stream. Like if this happened to me once, like if I got sniped on McCall Hardman ten spots ahead of ADP once, I'd never do it again. It is tilting, man. Like to not be able to get any Chiefs stacked with a Mahomes past ADP, it's fucking tilting. He's the easiest yeah. guy to backdoor stack in the league. I'm I'm just I mean, like you don't... have to take Justin Ross on this team. I wasn't going to say it because you now he's going to get fucking sniped. <laughs> so I was, the, the guys in this chat have been brutal to us. So I was, I was doing, uh, I'm, I'm working my way through our projections and like updating our rosters and everything right now. I actually think the fairly strong favorite to be the Chiefs' fifth wide receiver is Dorius Fountain because he will play special teams. So you think. So that means what? Gordon is not going to be. So it'll be it'll be Gordon or Fountain, or maybe they keep six. But I I don't think just Justin Ross is going to have to be like good enough to play as a rotational wide receiver week one. I think for him to make the team, which just feels hard. Which is he's he seems like a practice squad guy. Why, do, why do they need a special teams guy there? Like Miko plays special teams. I don't think they can afford to play him on special teams now. I think you I, I think you could afford to play him on special teams when you had four other wide receivers so you could give snaps to, but I don't like dude if McCole Hardman gets hurt, they're talking about like relying on on Josh Gordon. I think that I think they would rotate Juju and Sky in the slot and figure it out. I think they'd be fine. Let me let me look at. I mean, I could be wrong. Let me look at Hardman's um, special team snaps from. I was last looking year. at Ju Juju played. He only played two thirds of his snap and snaps in the slot in like twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen. Very similar, like right around two thirds of his snaps. Then it was up to eighty percent the last two years. But like, yeah. So just on on this topic, Hardman only played forty two special teams snaps mm -hmm. last year, which is was. Uh, like a huge decrease from the years before. And he is more relevant to them on offense now. So I just don't, I mean, maybe Sky Moore play, maybe, maybe the answer is Sky Moore plays special teams. I don't know if he did it at all in college. Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, generally they kind of make rookie wide receivers do that shit. Yeah. Remember, remember Des Bryant returning punts? Right, right. He was a really he was awesome. He was really catch. that was his was I, incredible. I I think Des Bryant's first touchdown was a punt return, if I remember correctly. Des was that good. sounds vaguely familiar. The kids don't Did know. Julio just go. God damn it. This draft fucking stinks, Josh, dude. Josh Why Morris is- jumped in to suggest Julio, and I've quietly just been excited to draft him ever since. And, All right, uh, Giga Brain, Giga Brain, 19th hour. Odell Beckham signs with the Kansas City Chiefs, is not active until December, but plays in week 17 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Boom. Done. Drafted. <laughs> It's the it's literally the only thing. I mean, this draft, this draft. I was gonna, I was gonna galaxy brain Visca because there was actual talk of Visca. Oh, of Jesus that, of that happening. Oh, god damn it! That's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> and we have I, a clip for that. But Davis used up the entire thirty seconds. Talking about <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it. Let's just draft this Visca too. So we no. got, we can go two. Tight ends, two quarterbacks. And then we can take Derek Gore in the 18th round. Yeah, we only need one more receiver. <laughs> right, one more right we can aim go Rojo with Derek Gore. Six one-yard touchdown runs. New correlation. Man. Roll the clip. All right. Let's go. We drafted LaVisca. <laughs> how fast he looks uh in that one that's sped up (laughs) it's like two times speed hey look this looks like a burner he's at least running a four three when you put it on he's almost he's almost as fast as wandale in 2x yeah damn sorry justin we made other bets what do we have here nothing in, in terms of no, sure. yes. we, we, we got a shitty we got a shitty fucking fantasy football team. <laughs> it is so frustrating i have it's not even so correlated it's just like a random collection of it, it, the, the the sickening thing is it actually is very correlated it's just not correlated to the one player we wanted which was patrick mahomes right. it's, it's actually like if you're drafting biscuit and rocho again if you, if you if you actually go through, I think every player on our team is correlated with one other player okay. at least. Well, you got that going for us. Which is well, nice. actually, it is funny because we do have two Jags, so we're we do have the we're good either way with Visca. This guy, I just so. I, I like that the theme of tonight's show was you just have to take bad players sometimes, and I think we yeah. really we executed. really we really <laughs> hammered that home with these selections of Alec Pierce, Odell Beckham, and Hunter Henry. <laughs> Well, what I yeah, what I would like to point out is that we have Tyree Kill correlated with Hunter Henry in Week 17. Got it. And Ram- kind of and and Ramondre. and Ramondre. And we also have Daniel Jones double stacked with Kadarius Tony, Wondell Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, and Alec Pierce coming back. I mean, that's that Week 17 correlation that we're talking about. Who cares yeah. about Mahomes? We just need I'm Mahomes to get at least twenty. Honestly, honestly, Galaxy Brain, paint your paint yourself a picture, Mahomes. 
blows up week 16. We use yep. his points. Yep. Stinks week 17. They already have the they already have the division locked up. Handing the ball off to Rojo. Easy peasy, baby. This I, is I, this is a soft fade of that KC game. We still have pieces. At least 20% that you want five guys from that Giants Colts game in week 17. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be so much if that game that game is in New York, unfortunately, if that game was in Indianapolis, I don't know. Maybe it's, it would be more interesting to me. Gretch. I think Gretch, we talked ourselves into this team. I'm kind of into it, guys. Gretch, uh, I, uh, I have wait, a guess. Oh, yeah, go ahead. For last pick, we could do Marlon Mack for the Texans come back to this gross Jags double. Uh, we could do Eno because we, <laughs> we have pits. We have pits. Eno, Eno, Eno. <laughs> So, Josh, I really hope you're still watching us. Yeah, I, I, because this was this. Marlon Mack is a much better pick, right? Like, he could start for them. Sure. That's All fine. Right. Marlon Mack, let's give it to him. Marlon Mack. The, I really, the, I, just for the bit equity, I really want to take you to Benjamin because we drafted Kyle. Well, because the, the, Crane, you know, the original pick I made that like sent Norris off the cliff was Tyler Allegier because I had taken Zachary. Yes. Like, that was the, that was the initial point of them being like just too much this is bullshit yeah uh all right so why is marlon mack going so late he's like very live to leave them in rush because all the people all the people drafting right now are people like us it's just all it's all yeah. youth obsessed people uh damn i had a galaxy brain oh gretch hayden had this hayden had the I, my my brain cannot even reach these levels of galaxy, but all the East Coast games are like anti-correlated because it's on New Year's Day. What if it's cold as shit and snowy on New Year's Day on the Eastern Seaboard? All the outdoor Eastern Seaboard games are negative it. correlations. So it. they're like you like like you want to be drafting middle geographically of the country. geographic correlation. Yeah. Yes. I love the geographic correlation. <laughs> Let's get on that. I need a map. For every draft, <laughs> pins in it wherever week seventeen game is. <laughs> We're oh, bringing in cold front up here. I want to avoid You got to have your farmer's almanac. You got to have your farmer's almanac if you want to win best Mania three. <laughs> Listen, so I drafted this team because I'm predict I'm projecting a polar vortex to hit the eastern seaboard right now in uh, next January. I mean. Unbelievable. That's, hey, that's the next step of <laughs> fantasy football evolution. We just got to get uh, who's it, Kevin Roth, out here to give us the week seventeen uh, weather report, but in in July. All right, so we do some saucing. We do have a request yeah. Let's for sauce. sauce let's sauce our own fucking team. <laughs> Pitts, you know, it's the upside down hurts <laughs> out here. I mean, is this Pina? Is Pitts, you know? Better correlation than Ertz Algier? I think it's, it is. It's less gross. It's more like betting on like like fun, flashy players. Yeah. 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 Pizzino. Pizzino. Pizzino isn't quite as bad. All right. Uh, let us know if you want sauce. We got pick four, pick five. Um, I don't think we're in a position to sauce anyone. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> we probably shouldn't sauce after that draft. <laughs>
Sure, you think you want ship chasing to review your team. How much sauce would you like on your team review? Oh, I love this. You asked for the sauce. He wants it extra saucy. You think you want it spicy. He, he wants 13. Oh boy. But then you realize you can't handle the heat. Here. Fuck this guy. Do we have to review his team? Hey. Why did you take Moel and Cox? What are you doing? So fucking cute with his zero RB. Evan, you will speak when you are spoken to. Fuck off, Chris. Awful team. Ship chasing team reviews are getting spicy this summer. Come get the sauce. Two. He wanted her two. <laughs> All right. So I believe we had a request for team five. Wait, we got to sauce our own team first, right? Uh, yeah. Let's I, sauce I guess we already did that for the entire draft. <laughs> Yeah, look, anytime you can take Patrick Mahomes two spots after ADP and absolutely only correlate him with a guy who's going to catch zero passes on the season, <laughs> I think you just got to do it. No, no, um, hang on. And you reach for did, him did as draft well. Odell Beckham in the 0.1% chance that he somehow lands on the Chiefs. And Visca. The Beck- you guys are writing off the Mahomes. The That's Mahomes a 2% OBJ. chance, I think, that he yeah. lands on the Chiefs. We got a double so, stack. We do have a double stacked. Now, it's important with these to bring it back. So let me just find our Bronco here. <laughs> uh, we didn't oh, even no, get didn't Melvin Gordon. We didn't even get <laughs> Melvin Gordon. We didn't even draft a fucking Bronco <laughs> in the entire draft. Could have taken Dulcich. Did it. Uh, all right. Other than that, um, pretty good team. <laughs> no, pretty good team. <laughs> other than, than, other than <laughs> like, how many passes combined are our running backs going to catch? Like 16? After ETN, well, this is half point PPR, which is important. Uh, you want to yeah. factor that in? Well, ETN's uh, going to re-injure his foot in week three of the preseason, and we're going to be down to needing points from Marlon Mack. Well, honestly, so John Shipley was on a good football show with us, and he was saying he thinks that ja- that James Robinson will will play on third downs, like even if he's lost explosion because they trust him so much as a pass blocker. So, like Jesus ETN, Christ, yeah. ETN might be like a Kenyon Drake like explosion back who doesn't actually catch a lot of passes it could be etn setting up to be the worst third round pick since felix jones etn is a bad third round pick and i was hammering him in like the fifth sixth range when he was there but i yeah that price difference makes i mean i disagree with all of that but (laughs) okay you're you're into him in the third well i don't love him in the third but like all of that was predicated on James Robinson being healthy enough, and it's going to be tough for him to get back. Even if he is a good pass rush, it's going to be tough for him to get back from the Achilles. Like New back. coaching yeah. staff, new coaching staff, they don't owe any allegiance to James Robinson. Yeah, but it's him or Snoop Connor. Uh, no, it just concerned me that they were like, he was, because I was saying, like, what about the Achilles? Like, how much faith do you have that he'll be like fully healthy? He's like, not a ton, but I still think he'll be out there, even if. Like, he, yeah. he could be Daria Gumbawale, you know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. just yeah, suck sure. the value he, out. He could, but, like, to be like, oh, now we're out on ETN because a guy who's coming back from an Achilles tear late, late season, I that's that's the part I was saying I disagree with. But it's, like, I don't know. That's, that's I, I'm concerning. Not, I'm definitely that's not concerning to hear. It's just, yeah, it's like the downside scenarios start to become a little bit more prominent in my mind when, when his price jumps by three rounds. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, All who right, are we so, saucing? Sauce in the five slot here. Um, did I take one too many running backs? Five slot. All right. Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins. He's got A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson, Daryl Williams, Gus Edwards, Hassan Haskins. I think. Did you take any there. running backs? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anytime you can take the fourth running back on the Arizona Cardinals and a guy who's not going to make the Titans in a zero RB build, I think you just got to jump at it. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would try to take more than three running backs generally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamar Chase, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Drake London, Alan Lazard, Michael Gallup, George Pickens, Khalil Shakir. Is there, is there a correlated pick on this team? He's got, he's got Mark Andrews and Lamar. Mark Andrews and Lamar, yeah. He's got does, Irv and Cousins. Oh, yeah. Anytime he, he gets back Cousins with Irv Smith, you've does definitely, he have I mean, that's a, does, you got to get Cousins. Jim, does he have it? a stealer? Does he have a single stealer? He has George Pickens. Okay. I, I, I've always said that Gus all Lamar, Kirk Cousins which, needed to unlock his real fantasy ceiling is an Irv Smith breakout. Was, was the tight end. end coming back from a catastrophic yeah. lower body injury? You got to get Adam Thielen. You just got to draft Adam Thielen. <laughs> <Yes>. Also <laughs> – you cannot draft a two-down running back as an attempt to stack up with your quarterback, dude. You blew it. All right. Uh, that was a Ronald Jones joke. All right. Who else we got? That's <laughs> a Ronald Jones joke. <laughs> that was a right. pretty good receiver room, though. And the tight end. I mean, that's a solid tight ends, but. Yeah. I think right. nine asked for sauce, right? Who else? Oh, bring team three asked for sauce here. Three. We team three. <laughs> oh, that, oh, Josh, you got me there. You got oh, me. That's funny. Team three. Yeah. Uh, right, team I, four. Nine did ask as well. I want to see this this team nine or, or team four. What are we doing? Four. This is team four. Justin Herbert and Davis Mills. So, Davis, are you pushing? Like, if you have Herbert, are you pushing it? this far I no like I think I think this is bad because I it, like you're you're expecting Herbert to be good but I don't think we're expecting her like I just don't I don't even think with Josh Allen you push it that far I still think you want a second quarterback you feel has some ceiling and is like a favorite to start 17 games if it's like I don't, the Texans could just go in any direction and Osimo just published that article last week showing how much uh, extra playoff points a third quarterback is worth like it actually impacts your uh, expected value of your team. So I can't imagine having uh, only two quarterbacks, the second one of which is being super shaky is like that good. Like, I, I think this is the same argument that people make when they're like, if you take Kelsey in the first round, just don't take a second tight end, bro. It's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel structurally sound to me. Agreed. The quarterbacks were a bit more expensive here than usual. Oh. Zach got, Wilson. What? Zach Wilson went undrafted, so no, I don't. Oh, I, oh okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, there's no opportunity cost there. Zach, Wil- Zach Wilson, <laughs> Tannehill, and Carson Wentz are still sitting there undrafted. You, you get Mills. That's you're why gonna, I thought it was more expensive because the guys didn't go. Yeah. Jeez. You're gonna like his tight end though, Davis. Did you see who he took in the 20th round? Wow! All now. right, there's I the take, third quarterback. I, I, take, I take, I take it all back. You don't need, you don't need the quarterback points when you're getting your quarterback points in flex. This team wins the draft. Now, if you, if you are taking Taysom Hill, as we talked about before, it'd be one thing, right? If it's like, oh, Taysom Hill, yeah, we had Z- Zach Ertz. Definitely not who I am pairing Taysom Hill with. I guarantee you that. You, you cannot take him with Zach Ertz. You can't take Zach him with a guy who, like, he might I mean, just we, be retired. We joke. We joke a lot, but this is a tight end room that's getting zeros at least five weeks. Minimum. <laughs> like Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is like an ankle turn away from like uh, who is the guy on the Bills who just left at halftime? 
Yeah. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is 35, dude. He's not being paid enough for this shit. Like, he's just going to be done. Vontae, was it Vontae Davis? Vontae Davis, yeah. yeah. Zach Ertz is going to Vontae Davis as soon as his ankle turns. So, you I, don't simply, know, I don't know what the spice level here was asked for, but this I'm going to I'm gonna turn it up a little bit because this he, team has he, he did the Ertz and correlation. He, he double stacked Burks and Woods and then let Ryan Tannehill go undrafted. To take, to take team. Davis Mills. <laughs> to take Davis Mills and then he did no, it. I mean, sorry, dude. Can't. You're, not winning, you're not winning $2 million. That's you're my not winning. opinion. We're, we're not going to win it on and this team you, either? You, but, you are either. You <laughs> by the way, by the way, this guy did do an homage though to the bit. He did do the Ertz Allergier correlation, which I can respect uh, as we as do, the, we do like yeah. That. All right, so team nine. I'm still flabbergasted that Tannehill went undrafted for Davisville. That was that was the best like actual good sauce. That's like, like like I can't believe you noticed that he had the double Titans receivers. It's just it's double letting Titans. it's it's letting the galaxy in your brain like go too far, like extend like. It's like, it's like sure the maybe universe is expanding too rapidly. <laughs> like, like maybe Ryan Tannehill's not a great pick. Maybe he might by week seventeen be on the bench for Malik Willis. But you did not draft that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have Burks and Robert Woods. <laughs> the chat continues to toss uh, sauce. Team three. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Our team sucks. We got, it was bad. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, to team nine. Let's see. Team nine. We got Dak Prescott, Jared Goff. That for some reason feels more acceptable to me. But no, I like I I I think Goff is is the uh, almost ideal uh, back backstop quarterback. You're not taking three there with Goff and Dak. I, I, I don't know what right. it's, I don't I it would have to depend on on how much he has those guys stacked up if they're single stacked yeah. or, or whatever but if if he's got double stacks on them uh I would take I I, I with Derrick Henry I would take a fifth running back because I'm expecting him to miss multiple games this season he might be the guy you need in week 17 or whatever and I don't hate like obviously this was a piss boys draft so we got him after ADP Although it's funnily enough, he didn't really get him after ADP because he just took Lamb and Henry in reverse order. Like those guys yeah. are a popular pairing. You know what I mean? It's right. kind of funny. But Henry might even be the guy you need in week 17, but I, I think he's going to play like 12 games this year. Like I, I think that they will like kind of maintain him a little bit better than they have in years past. Um, I do like the idea of this bit. Pete, if you're watching, feel free to <laughs> yeah. jump on and Pete, come, come in sauce and sauce team three. Clyde Clyde yeah. Edwards-Alaire uh, ADP value, though. Look at that. Yeah. 20, That's pretty nice. Rounds, I, I would tack on a fifth. Yeah, I'm tacking on a fifth in hero yeah. builds. I, even even superhero builds with Javante here. I what does he have in receiver? He's got it's not, this, it's, it's not Raw with Goff. He's got a couple stacks going. Did he get any more Dallas or Detroit players in Did here? he take I, – I'm looking at the ADP. He's I'm going to guess. He, I'm going to guess he took Schultz at tight end. He took Shark. Oh, no. He didn't no. get Schultz. He didn't get yeah. any tight ends. But he's oh, got he's got not having a tight end on your roster. He's got uh I'm gonna say with the way he giga stacked this, I'm actually fine with the two quarterbacks. Because he is he has two Cowboys and three Titans. He took right? Tyler Higby, Hayden Hurst, and Austin. Yeah, Hayden. I don't I don't now uh, why would he do that? I'm three a little guys that have <laughs> never been seen in a room together. They might all be 
the same person. <laughs> ben, that was a great <laughs> drop into the water. Oh, that was really it was. good. It was. I'm gonna. I'm like. I like. I wanted to like try and do like a new wind horse like fantasy football tweet every single day because they just they're bringing me. It's just bringing me so much joy. Uh, this team. Uh, I'm a little worried about your wide receivers. Actually, no. I'm worried about your tight ends. I'm really worried about your tight ends. <laughs> I actually am not worried about your tight ends because you kept it so cheap. Getting sure, I, it, it doesn't be, matter. He'd be so cheap. Like, I don't get why. Like, he goes what three rounds after Irv Smith when the whole bull case for Irv Smith is that he might play as many snaps as Tyler Higby in a worse offense. I don't get it. Um, I'm looking for Irv here. What do you have? This guy should have taken Taysom. He needed a little bit of spice on that, on that, uh, yeah, uh, like chicken salad, like, like gross grocery store chicken salad tight end room. Yes. Taysom would have been a great fit here. He would have been, he would have been the paprika that kind of ties it all together, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I also would have uh, kind of kept the same, the, the same style here in the in the tight end room. Right. Now, why? Now, why if you're taking only slow white guys at tight end? Now, why would you not take Taysom Hill? Very curious. Right. What Very curious. is going on in the pick nine slot? <laughs> why is Pete, right, one, Why is Pete not saucing us? I I do actually feel a little disrespected that Pete won't come on and make fun of our team. Um, all right, last last one here. So this is this is uh, this is one of my buddies. This is he is in he is in Club NGMI, and and we talk about picks and players all the time. So he was definitely could not wait to twist the knife on us here with the Chiefs players. All right, well let's see how you did, Easy. Let's see if you actually because Davis just pumped you up. You're such a sharp. I'm not. Guy. I'm not pumping. I'm not pumping him up. I'm saying he's being a dick. Look, anytime, anytime you compare David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs together uh, to have the fucking least aesthetically pleasing running back room of all time, you just should not do it. And you should always take a fifth one. Well, I guess he's going for hyper-fragile here, which, you know, that pairs well when you have David Montgomery. Uh, yeah, DJ typically Moore, you want good running backs when you go for hyper-fragile. That's the goal. Yeah, that's generally the whole idea of it. Did he take, uh, Kelsey, did he take Kelsey and not get Mahomes? No, he didn't get Kelsey. He got oh, who the fuck Albert was his o. first round pick? Oh, Eckler. <clears throat> He's got the Baker double with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I'm sure that's a really uh, unique construction that is not going to yeah. be duplicated very much. No like one's today doing that today or today at all. Yeah. yeah, I, I bet. I yeah. bet you were the. I bet you were the first one to think about tapping the button. Literally, uh, Hayden's just going to pull a report of July 6th drafts. Just look for the fish who drafted Baker and, and double stack. Like, and, 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 and like the, the 19th layer of being like, I'm going to draft Rob Gronkowski because people have forgotten. They've forgotten that his agent said he would ponder coming back. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> the guy, the guy's working on his WWE career, bro. Give up the ghost. Julio and Gronk. Now, why? Now, why would Rob Gronkowski's agent tell Adam Schefter that he was pondering a return to the NFL on the same day that he Instagram reported that he would retire? Very curious. You have to ask yourself, why would Rob <laughs> Gronkowski's agent do that? Now, why would Mike Evans, <laughs> who has a lot more target volume now that Gronk is retired, tell reporters that he thinks Gronk? isn't coming back why would he do that why is he is he in contract negotiations 
with the organization. <laughs> I actually think they're paying him a shit ton of money. What is going on in Tampa Bay? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for laying that flame, Ben. <laughs> I love I love the idea that there are people listening to this who have no fucking clue who Brian Windhorse is. And you should like... watch the clip if you don't get this because it's <laughs> It's one of the strangest things I've ever seen. And it, like and it, the, the most unreal thing is that it proved to be so prescient. Like, if he was just talking out of his ass, it would be one thing. But the fact that he clearly knew what was going on makes it so much better. I, I don't watch the NBA, so explain to me exactly how he was prescient. Rudy Gobert got traded in, like, eight hours later for, like, a million first-round picks. Okay. So the guy he's talking about in that clip, and Kevin Durant requested a trade. But the, the big deal is that Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Utah was blowing up their roster. Is what yeah, he was. He was, he was teammates. He was teammates with Royce O'Neal. There you yeah. go. I, I I just connected those. I didn't realize Pat didn't have those dots. So the guy he's talking about, Windhorse is talking about, is teammates with a guy who got traded like six hours later for like a million first round picks. Got it. Okay. So pretty much home run. I mean, straight up yeah. nailed it. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Kind of kind of kind of putting Shams and Woj like I don't know, man. He's kind of been on it. Windhorse has. You love to see it. Good for Windhorse. It was a yeah. bizarre uh Woj Woj is just eating shit right now cuz he got roasted so hard on the so NBA wait, draft prop bets. This guy took Juju and Meikle just so we couldn't stack. Yeah, literally yeah. literally just to twist it. Which, like, uh, you know, anytime you can steal 37 cents of expected oh, value got, away from your no, favorite streamer. He's got Russ. He's got Russ. He's got Russ. Russ, Judy, he, he, and Alberto, he did the big, big uh, Denver KC stuff. Which, I mean, so you, I you made such wonder... a convincing argument, Davis, that you had to have five guys from that game. That... Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, he, he, drafted, he drafted a good team. He got one over on us, fucking guy. <laughs> He has what a Baker double do? stack. Let's not uh, let's not tug him off over. Um, the I think couldn't we see the um, Chiefs and the Broncos guys jump up pretty considerably here? Because it does seem like as as more people want to stack this game, like no, no, Pat, the inverse is going to happen because when we're getting to a spot to where like I don't know uh, what's a big amount of entries in Best Ball Mania three in one day. Like I I'm thinking in terms of fill rate, and oh. I can't even get there. Like how many drafts of Best Ball Mania three? Like when 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 it's just filling up and it's like three percent every day and it's like holy shit, it's gonna close any day now. Those people, uh, oh fucking Nick Bird, just got, he sauced me good. He sauced me real good. That was good. It's so easy to backdoor stack. Davis pushing for Mahomes. It was so easy to backdoor stack. It was not very pressure. I was also on that train. Yeah, we we backdoor stacked him with zero Broncos and Ronald Jones. Easy. Yeah. It's easy. so easy to backdoor stack them. Anyway, my point is uh, your 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 buddy who drafts his three best ball mania teams on Labor Day uh, is not correlating week 17. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, so that does, though, I, I still kind of have a version of the same point, though, because my recollection of those drafts is that, like, yes, they're not correlating, but they're taking guys sometimes – they're sometimes still reaching – for players that they just happen to like, or they're drafting off ranks and they're, you know, they're not really keeping ADP in mind. And so it gets more chaotic. Like if you're going in going, all right, I'm going to stack these guys up. I know this guy goes here. I know this guy goes here. It all falls perfectly into the pockets of the draft. That's the, you're much more likely to get that stuff blown up for you later in the, 
in the draft season is more people aren't paying attention to stacking. Like when everyone's stacking, it's actually easier to stack to some degree. Sometimes you're competing against the other side of the game, but I just feel like you were Charlie Day at the board with the with the pins right there. That was too much. No, it, I... it's too much. It, if there's chaos in the room, it can be hard to execute a plan. It's basically what it is. Oh yeah, like if people are just basically selecting players at random, and you're used to drafting your teams in a certain way, and guys are going in different locations. I get that. It's like it's like. Uh, like, how much later is Mike Williams going to go in FFPC main event drafts than he goes on underdog because people are not yeah. hyper focused on that? It's like he's, he's like a he's like at a ten he's like at a ten round premium because of the game he or ten pick premium because of the game he plays in. Yeah, so stuff like that will break down, but then you'll also have people because I think I don't know. This is just a, a theory. I could be wrong, but it feels like people, if you're using ranks or if you're using ADP people have like a very good understanding of what the ADP is right now. Like I don't have ranks loaded in here. I like just looking at the ADP when I, I, I agree with you. I've been, I've gotten an argument about Leone with this as well. And he's like, which I, I just think you, I, for me specifically the way I draft, I want the ADP in because I am trying to have the market be my main differentiator, yeah. my main decision point. Me too. And I buy but player I, takes in my head, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. The player takes are not a problem. The, um, but what's going to happen is we get into the later part of the summer is that people are going to hop on ETR or wherever and just load up ranks, and they're not going to have been drafting a bunch. They're not going to necessarily know where these yeah, players. Yeah, Brashad Perryman's going to get steamed again, yeah. <laughs> or whoever. Yeah, so I think you're going to see. So anyway, it's just going to get a lot harder to be like. Yeah. I can just sit back in the pocket and get my stacks. Like you're is probably going to have to start. Is that what's know. happened with ETN? Is it did ETN get like a 10 spot bump or something? Like, what happened with him going from the fifth round to the third round? I don't think he's been uh juiced in ETR's ranks. Um, I think it's just kind of like no one was making the bear case, and you're yeah. like, you're just kind of like, he, he makes sense for Feels from a like, lot of different like angles. ETN is a more egregious third round pick than Gabe Davis is a late fourth round pick. Why? Because he's on a shitty team and might be might not play third downs. I like ETN. I was just excited to take him right there, but I mean he's he's a first round pick. <clears throat> I arguably was better than Najee Harris as a prospect. I mean, I, I thought he was. I, I mean, I think he's amazing. I wanted to go to the Chiefs. Yeah. The team's I think Eric's right. It's that, it said he was healthy in camp. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, Eric is right. That is what happened. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy that if we saw him – the way I put it is if we saw him do anything last year, catch some passes, make some explosive plays, score a few TDs, he's probably a second rounder or at least a third rounder already. Or does it go – does, does it go the other way that if we saw him last year playing on that shitty Jaguars team in a 50-50 timeshare with James Robinson, they'd actually both be cheap? I think he it would have to have been, way, yeah. He would have had to have been really bad because look at Jamon. Every, buddy, everyone was bad on the Jaguars. Yeah, Every single true. player was bad except for Dan Arnold. But like Jamonte well, Williams was in a 50-50 timeshare and had some good advanced stats and things and people bought into the talent. And that like that would have happened with ETN if we saw him at all. Yeah, no. Are you – no. Javante had a 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. ETN would not have gotten that on the Jaguars last year. Fair. 
Probably fair. He also did, would have like, gotten benched for Carlos Hyde at one point. Yeah. Did yeah. any <laughs> did any Jaguar get to a thousand yards last year from scrimmage? Yeah, Vesca did. All right. Good show. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that vacation was pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. I doubt any, any Jag did. No. It would uh, have been Marvin Jones. No, Marvin Jones, 832. James Robinson, 989 from scrimmage with eight touchdowns. Yeah, James Robinson, obviously. All right. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Let's get out of uh, here. Davis, tell people what you got going on. Sports Grid. Take cast, Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm on TV every day. Sports Grid TV from 11 to noon Eastern time. Ben? I just got back from vacation. Two vacations. Yeah, I mean the pods with Sean stealing signals. You know what's up. You guys just had an episode out, right? On uh, on projections. Yeah, we recorded that before I left for the road trip on Saturday night. It was a really good one. It was a really good one of our more kind of evergreen ones. I like when Sean. I mean, that was sort of the idea of our discussion from the beginning. Was Sean and I would have these conversations. Really like where we would go with them, and it's like you know, let's just let let the people in on them. This was one of those conversations. It's like a good one for him and I to sink our teeth into some theoretical stuff sometimes. So I would definitely rec- recommend that one to anyone who thinks Love projections it. are interesting or cares about the broader ways that we value players in this industry and all those things. I mean, I think there's a lot there. Nice. All right. Um, check out a good football show. We're doing beat reporter interviews uh, on the Monday, Tuesday show. Um, so we're doing another one of those Check out a couple episodes that have already dropped on those. And, uh, yeah, team previews are coming out right now. I wrote up the Chiefs, hyped up Sky Moore. You'll love to see it. See you guys next week. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.